Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the release in question, and we just give our honest reactions to it. Sometimes we love it, sometimes we hate it, sometimes we don't really give a shit about it, but ultimately the goal of the show is to put new music in your ears, hopefully take out a little a little bit of the footwork on your end, and uh, encourage you to go out and engage with new stuff, because there's always really rad stuff happening at any given moment in punk and hardcore and all of the adjacent little sub-scenes. Um, you know, our goal is to keep you from succumbing to a grass is greener or a rose-colored glasses syndrome and uh, just to drive the point home that there's really good shit going on. Uh, We're not critics. It's not a review show in a traditional sense. We just really like this, so we talk about it for a couple hours each week. The format is that we have 10 bands in the queue each week. We roll some dice and we get through between five and seven of them usually. And like I said, we just react to them. We encourage you to go out and support the bands in whatever way you can. At this moment, that is pretty much relegated to to purchasing physical copies of the music and uh hopefully within the next year or so going to see shows will become a possibility again too as everybody gets vaccinated and that gets rolled out and propagated amongst amongst the uh, broader population so uh on that note for this episode i think we'll uh we'll forego any sort of top of the show banter here and just just dive right into it because we got some like cool shit to talk about at the at the at the top of the episode um and i don't want to beat around the bush on it so we'll just jump right into it so some of you guys already know because i've like you know posted a couple teases to the uh social media and uh, i posted in the demo listen group about it but a, a little while back nate and i sort of simultaneously had had the same idea independently and then i approached him about it and he was like yeah man i was thinking the same thing so we just decided to do it. Uh, we're, we're, we, we have officially launched a, uh, a tape label. It's a tape label for now. I don't know. Maybe we can do vinyl or something down the road. But for now, we're going to do cassettes because they're cheap to produce. Uh, they're cheap to buy, so they're accessible to everybody. And uh, we have the capital on hand to do it. Thanks. And they're also like trendy and popular right now, right? For sure. Yeah. The, I mean, yeah, no not, not only because they are cheap to buy and all that sort of thing. I mean, let's face it, it's a 40 year old, 45 year old technology or maybe even older than that. Right. But, um, you know, they're cool. They're uh, cheap and, uh, they work. Yeah, for sure. Um, and they're very, po- they're very portable too. If you got, a, if you got a Walkman you want to take around with you, they're, they're uh, certainly much easier than hauling around CDs. I'll tell you what though. Um, Car companies need to get with the fucking biz and start putting tape decks back in cars. I agree, man. I, I always lament the fact that, like, the newer my cars get, the less chance there is that there's going to be a tape deck in them. Yeah, yeah. Like, for real, my truck is, uh, uh, I don't know, 26 years old. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the only reason I got it. Yeah, for sure. So, so yeah. So, I guess if you're hearing this episode... The the first release will be available. I'm gonna put the uh, I'm gonna put the link in the in the show notes. So just check those, and you'll have a link to them. Um, if you if you don't check those for whatever reason, I believe it's just demolisten.bigcartel.com, and you'll be able to find it there. But fittingly, uh, we decided to do a release for a band that we heard on the show that we really liked, and that I think a lot of people who listen to the show really liked. But not everybody had an opportunity to get their hands on because I know they did a super limited run of the seven inch and. Paying for shipping from overseas can can just be a bitch sometimes. So, we uh, we decided to launch the label. The inaugural release is the self titled seven inch by the Romanian band Cold Brats. 
um, and we did a, a cassette release of it. Um, it's an edition of 150. Um, I imagine that that they'll move fairly quick because a lot of people liked them, and this is the first time that it's gotten distroed in North America. So if that's something you dug and you wanted to get your hands on a physical copy but you couldn't, um, like I said, just click the link in, in the show notes and, and order it quickly because I think as of right now, um, I think the idea is to kind of keep the keep the label moving forward and just move from release to release, not spend a whole lot of time doing represses or, you know, anything like that. We we just kind of want to keep it moving. I think at least for myself, um sure. this this is an opportunity to to kind of put our money or put your money <laughs> rather <laughs> put your, put your money where our mouth is. Uh you know, we always we always tout the fact that ultimately at the end of the day the show is about putting new music in people's ears and uh i think there's no better way to uh to to do that than to actually support releases and bands that we really enjoy by making them more broadly available to people who listen to the show um we we've i think the goal is to do like four releases this first year kind of do like a quarterly quarterly mm-hmm. setup do one in the in the in the winter one in the spring one in the summer and then one in the fall and so, uh, so yeah, man, I'm really, I'm, I'm really, really stoked about this. And I was kind of ruminating it, ruminating on it because the tapes came in yesterday and they looked awesome and doing a label has been a thing that I've talked about doing and wanted to do for a decade plus at this point. And, uh, I guess one thing that I've realized, I'm going to kind of break kayfabe here on the show for a minute, as I've done a couple of times, but like, you know, starting, starting this show and I'll try not to, to wax too, too long on this subject or anything, but starting this show, I think it was an idea of just, you know, us getting together, shooting the shit, doing what we do anyway. Uh, and then seeing if anybody tunes in and, and there was like a certain joy and, and opportunity to relish the opportunity, relish the, uh, the opportunity to, to, you know, shit on bad bands while simultaneously big upping bands that we enjoy. But as it's progressed and as we've, you know, gained a more solid and, and diverse listenership of people who are actually like discovering and engaging with bands that, that we big up on the show, it's become abundantly clear to me that like the opportunity to do something like cool and positive with this is, has been presented to us over, over the course of the last year plus. And uh, I find myself enjoying more than ever just the ability to actually like put people onto stuff that I think is cool. Uh, more so than shitting on stuff that I think sucks. I mean, that's a nice little bonus when we get something here and there. But like, by and large, the thing about this show that actually keeps me like engaged and excited to come back and do it is the opportunity to hear stuff that I think rips and tell other other people about it. Um, yeah. as, you know, what I, mean? I, I was gonna say like initially for me, you know this this entire endeavor. I mean, didn't look any further than the end of my nose. Basically, you know, right. I mean, yeah. when you're more engaged in the scene, like, you know, living in a, living in a fucking house venue or, or running in a house venue or something like that, or going on tour all the time, you're a lot more connected. Yeah. And prior to doing the show, yo, I mean, as much as I try to pay attention, I felt like I was getting a little disconnected Yeah, and it was really bumming me out. So the show was just a way to like break those doldrums, you know? For sure. Um, but you're right. Like, I think that at least for the past, I don't know, I think six months in, I started realizing that like, you know, there's the opportunity there to do more. And I think this is the first, the actual first step in growth and maturity for Demolition, <laughs> right? Yeah, The actual sure. first step to do a little bit more. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, we ain't fucking changing the world. We nah. ain't doing nothing great, right? There's yeah. loads of other people 
that have started, you know, record labels and run like record labels that didn't fucking do it after six months of begging you for your goddamn money in a podcast. Yeah. Right. For sure. Um, so we could have always done more, but I think that this was for me anyway, this was like the catalyst I needed to, um, get back in that mindset, you know? Yeah. No, for sure. And and I'm genuinely really, really fucking stoked to be doing it and uh, and uh, genuinely incredibly grateful to everybody who donates to the Patreon who's enabled that. On that tip, um, if you're if you're a $10 patron, uh, check your messages. I've gotten messages back from like 10 people already. Um, I sent a, I sent a message to you uh, just asking for your shipping address because if you're if you're donating at the $10 or up level, um, you know, I think for us, we wanted to make sure that what we were giving you wasn't just some bullshit and we're finally in a position to be able to deliver on that so hopefully your uh, ten dollar donation won't just feel like pissing into the wind anymore and you'll actually get physical releases of everything that we that that we put out so uh we we you know we're making we're making enough copies um with patrons in mind so you know if you join as a ten dollar patron moving forward like you're not going to get this release if you join tomorrow obviously because that's kind of a that's kind of a, a cheap way to to game the system but um but yeah, I guess if if you've ever been if you've been on the fence about becoming a ten dollar patron, um, this is a good time to do it because you're actually going to start getting uh, getting your money's worth for it. We've already got the second release lined up. Uh, I've been talking to to homeboy from the band. They're working on the layout right now, and uh, I'm shooting for hopefully having that ha- having those in hand by you know May uh, mm-hmm. by April, so we can do like a May or June release. Um, and yeah, man, we're I, you know I we had talked about doing like a pre order. We had talked about doing a premiere, or whatever, but as I talked to Nate and as I got the tapes a couple of weeks earlier than I initially planned to, it just became kind of abundantly clear that it wouldn't behoove us to do that because unlike a lot of, a lot of labels, uh, we don't really have to pitch a bunch of people on the idea. We have a dedicated listenership that already engages with the music that we, that we big up on here and that purchases physical copies from bands all the time. So, uh, we're in kind of an advantageous position to be doing this. And, the, all of the money that we make on it, we're just going to pour right back into doing the, the next release. And uh, I don't know, man, these first these first tapes turned out really, really well. They look good. They sound good. And I'm really amped on it. Um, so, yeah, again, thank you to everybody who did this. Thanks to everybody in advance who, who purchases one. Nate ordered the mailers. So if you buy one, like I said, I already have the tapes in hand. We're just waiting for the, the mailers to come in and then we'll start getting them in the mail for everybody. In terms of shipping internationally, I'm not going to have international set up on the big cartel just because international shipping fees are exorbitant um the cheapest i can get you a tape if you live outside of the u.s is 15 bucks for shipping um if you really want one you can hit me up but the idea at least with this first release especially since it was a euro a euro only release is to try and get get the stuff in the hands of our of our uh, north american listeners um because that's predominantly the market that was deprived of, of getting a copy of this one we might do it differently in the future um, but right now, like I said, it's 15 bucks to ship stuff anywhere out of the country. If you really, really want one and you live outside of North America and we still have copies left by the time you're hearing this, um, you know, shoot me a message. And if you're willing to pay 15 bucks for a four, you know, a four song cassette, that's on you and we can, we can arrange something. But for now on the big cartel, I just have it set up for North American shipping. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, if there's enough demand for, from international buyers moving forward. But yeah, I don't want to dwell on this too long. Um, this, that's, that's the long and short of it. We're doing a label. We're going to stay consistent with it. Like I said, we've got the second release all lined up and, and good to go. Um, and I've shot out some messages to some people about, you know, potentially working together in the future. 
and uh yeah i'm super i'm super stoked on it so if uh if this is if this is something that if this sounds like something that you want to support hop on it i imagine these cold brats tapes will, will will go pretty fast so there you go um you want to jump into the queue or you got anything you got anything to add any thoughts up top or you just want to get right into the music well i think did you mention that i think we're going to mostly focus on stuff that is overseas you know what i mean like bringing stuff that we think is dope but going to be hard to find over here yeah, yeah, um, for sure. I, I, I mean, I don't want to do that exclusively, but like the next thing that we have lined up is another overseas release. Um, and like, yeah, I think, I think the idea is is largely to make things available to people that maybe otherwise wouldn't be. That yeah. said, like, I'm not going to balk at the opportunity to do something cool for a North American band by any stretch of the imagination. But there is at least going into this an emphasis on on making accessible uh, things that are are maybe not so easily accessible to people otherwise. Right. So, um, all right. You want to jump into it? Sure. Let's do it. All right, cool. So we have, uh, we have a, a queue tonight that looks, that looks kind of stacked, honestly. We got a bunch of stuff that looks good. Um, so the first thing is Fading Signal with Nothing Feels Good Anymore. This is banned from Raleigh, North Carolina. It was submitted, in, submitted by Tom Pfaff, AJ, and Jordan Holland, who plays in the band. We did their demo on the show, and we thought it was, it was pretty solid, pretty passable, but I've seen a bunch of people saying that this is like a huge step up from the demo and that it's really good shit. So this is something that I intended to check out either way. And uh, just so happens that a lot of people submitted it to the show as well. Sure. Then next up, we have the band Mess. This is a band, I believe, from Mexico, but the uh, the label that put it out is a Vietnamese label. It was sent in by Grant Williams. He said it's just sort of like anthemic, stompy. I think he he, he intoned that it was like kind of oi-influenced hardcore stuff. Then we have got ISS with Spikes. This was sent in by Tad Kimball. This is a band that I'm aware of, but I don't know if I've ever actually listened to. Um, so, yeah, this band, you know, I think they have releases in like Starry State or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they seem to be pretty popular. I've kind of slept on them. Um, same thing. I'm aware of them. I think uh, I'm sleeping, so maybe we'll check, you know, we'll get, get tonight and uh, stop being fucking posers about it or something. Yeah, it looks like dope shit, and yeah, it's a band whose name I've heard for the better part of the last five to six years, but for whatever reason, I just don't think I've ever actively listened to. Um, this was, like I said, sent in by Tad Kimball. Then we have got LMI with their split with Vulture Peak. This is a band from Lansdale, Lansdale, Pennsylvania, and it was sent in by Will, who plays in the band. He described it as stoner punk, which I'm, I don't know, is kind of a an amorphous and strange label. Um, mm. I don't know what that exactly entails, but I guess we'll find out if we uh, if we land on it. Then we have got Dogshite with Mass Deception. This is, as the name implies, a band from the UK. It was sent in by Jonathan Owen. He said it's like kind of like DJs and club music people who are also punks trying their hand at sort of kind of traditional anarcho crust punk stuff. Oh that boy! Could- so so it's like. Um- it's a reverse Broderick. Yes, yeah, it's a reverse Broderick, exactly. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> then we have got Mortify with Grotesque Buzzsaw Defilement. This was sent in by uh, John Fett, and uh, I think he said that this is, it's like death metal from a dude who used to sing in Sick, in Sick Tired. Um, Sick Tired is great, so sure. hopefully, hopefully this is good. Then we have got Altered Dead with Return to Life. This is a band from uh, Victoria, British Columbia. It was sent in by Lewis F. Um, this is also death metal, which you can tell basically immediately by looking at the death at the uh, 
at the artwork and the name. Then you have got Mentira with Nada Es Sagrado. This is a new release on Iron Lung. It was sent in by Will Neal. A bunch of people are big up in this. Uh, Will conjectured that we had, were probably already hip to this. Uh, we certainly should be, but at least speaking for myself, I am not. I know that this exists because I saw a bunch of people saying good things about it, but I've not listened to it yet. Hmm. Then we have got Enclave with Gesture of Fear. This was sent in by Tully, our homie in Histamine down in Australia. He said this is a post-punk band from Sydney. They've released two two tracks, not any proper EPs. They released um, a single in June of last year and then a single in September of last year. He sent in the one from June because he says he thinks it's the superior track. And then we have got Obnoxious Youth with Mouth Sewn Shut. This was sent in by Jay from Cold Brats, actually, who's been sending a lot of stuff in. He says that he's going to send some more uh, local stuff in in the future, but for now he wanted to big up some of this shit. Um, this is a Finnish punk band, he said, with kind of like heavy metal vocals and leads incorporated that he thinks is pretty solid. Right. And uh, that does it for the queue this week. Let's roll the dice and see what's up first. Seven. All right, seven is Altered Dead with Return to Life. The Bandcamp is alterededdead.bandcamp.com. Like I said, death metal band from Victoria, British Columbia. Looks like they're just a two-piece. Um, they have got the opening track queued up to play. That said, it's kind of a longer song um, comparatively to some of the other tracks on here. But then again, there are other songs on here that are the exact same runtime. So I don't necessarily think that's indicative yeah. of it being kind of a long-winded intro track. I guess we we'll can just probably go with that one go into it yeah there is also there actually there is a title track on the record return to life oh, is there yeah it's the second track on here yeah but it's that is like the that's uncharacteristically short compared to everything else that's true that's a good point so i guess we'll just go with the intro track there there's a um, the last song on here is crypt of rays we know what that song sounds like we, that's a pretty we, good song we do know that is a pretty good song that's <laughs> to put it lightly um all right cool we'll just uh, we'll go with the intro track on here then so we're gonna listen to mental suicide by altered dead off of their lp returned to life
Okay, we just listened to, ret- or I'm sorry, Mental Suicide off of the record Return to Life by Altered Dead from British Columbia. Nate, how'd you feel about that? That sounded like a band from Indianapolis. It did, yes. It sounded, it reminded me a lot of bands that, you know, people we know have been in from indie. Um, coffin, coffin Worm and shit. Coffin Worm, that sort of stuff. Yeah, it yep. sounded like Adam, it sounded like Adam Walker was in that band. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, yeah, that grew on me. I like that. I, I, I was glad that that opening wasn't longer. Yeah. Um, I was glad that they kind of passed on that. Um, and then they got into it at first. I wasn't sure how, how that, how that, uh, was sitting on my tongue, but, um, yeah, I grew as, as that song progressed, I grew, I grew to like it more and more. Um, so yeah, I think that that's a winner. Um, the, uh, next song return to life, Mm-hmm. Opens up with a riff that sounds like the first track off of the um, uh, Human Remains Using Sickness as a Hero. I can't remember the name of that song right now, but it, it sounds like the same fucking riff. Fuck yeah. I mean, that's not a bad thing at all. So This is this is squarely in the, as you often put it, the mold from the tomb death metal style. Um, this is very good for what it is. And I, I think I was very refreshed to hear this not succumbing to any of the um, the sort of hot of the moment trends in death metal today. This feels very much like it was created by dyed in the wool death metal dudes uh, or mm-hmm. death metal people, um, as opposed to to people who have have found their way to death metal via hardcore or punk or other forms of music. I mean, this this feels like real honest to god death metal made by honest to god long hairs, um, and I, th- I think you can really tell. There's just there's subtleties to that that make it into to the sort of like honest to goodness fucking death metal shit that I think a lot of bands that, that consist of like hardcore dudes trying their best to play death metal, they just miss. You just miss it if this isn't a thing that you've sort of like lived and breathed for a decade of your life. You know what I mean? No, I, I totally agree. And, and we've talked about that before, like going either way, right? Um, yeah. It's hard to like sort of like shake your upbringing, so to speak. For sure. And, and not involve that. But like, yeah, because this didn't, this didn't have a lot of the cliches that you, you know, we might hear in some death metal bands that are, right. uh, you know, submitted to this show. This, sure. this was, this was coming from a purer place. For sure. And I think there is also like, there's a tendency in a lot of bands from the, like the very popular death metal crop, the crop, the very popular crop of death metal bands that I was just kind of referencing, whom a lot of are, are fucking great. Like, don't get me wrong. I think a lot of them are really, really fucking good. But I think there is a tendency right now to either gravitate towards like, okay, we're going to do suffocation or we're going to do bolt thrower. And right. that's, that's it. Like in, in right. terms of the popular death metal bands among specifically among like hardcore and punk kids right now, those are mm-hmm. the two lanes that you occupy with not a whole lot of middle ground. Whereas this is clearly pulling from a lot, a lot broader variety of shit and more just in general, I guess more kind of like roots, roots, American death metal stuff. Sure. Um, agreed. So yeah, that was really good. I liked that a lot. I'm definitely going to check out the rest of that record. Um, and also the song, the song lengths are like kind of proper, proper death metal song lengths. If we're talking like roots, death metal shit, nothing exceeding uh, the five minute mark on here. Um, I'm definitely curious to check out the rest of this LP. That was really good. I, that was a strong start to the episode. Yeah. And, and regarding those song lengths, some of these tracks actually seem surprisingly short. Like mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see what they do in two minutes and 13 seconds. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, because I don't feel like that song was, that, that song was, you know, at four minutes and 43 seconds, I better not say it was too long. I didn't feel like there was any wasted space in that song. 
No, for sure. I agree. I agree. I mean that I mean if they if they would have stuck with the fucking, you know, tinkling fucking circus macabre sort of fucking intro a little longer, I'd have been like, okay, go yeah. on. Sure. Go. Right. But right. um I didn't feel like there was any wasted space. Another thing I want to point out, um perhaps it is uh, you know, uncouth of me to say. I heard you correct yourself when you said death metal dudes. Uh-huh. Is there actually, regardless of gender or gender identity, is there anything other than a death metal dude? <laughs> no, I don't. Th- I don't think there is. I think once once you're in the life and you're of the world, regardless of your gender identity, you are a death metal dude for sure. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a fair observation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was really good. Like I said, strong strong start to the show. Uh, definitely going to check out the rest of that LP. That was sick. Um, all right, let's uh, let's roll the dice and, and keep it moving. Nine. All right. Nine is Obnoxious Youth from Finland. The band camp is obnoxiousyouth.bandcamp.com. The record is Mouths Sewn Shut. Like I said, Jay said that this is basically hardcore punk with various heavy metal influences from the uh, from the riffs to the gro- to he said kind of gruff heavy metal vocals. Um, yeah, I'm interested to hear this stuff. There is a title track on this, and it's also the song that they have queued up to play. So we'll just uh, we'll just jump in with that one. So we're gonna listen sure. to M- Mouth Sewn Shut off the record of the same name by Obnoxious Youth. Okay, we just heard Mouth Sewn Shut off the release of the same name by Obnoxious Youth. I really liked that a lot. I was super pleasantly surprised by that. 
Yeah, that was um, that was obnoxious. It sounded like it sounded like Poison Idea goofing on haunting the chapel. Yeah, kind of. I mean, to me, honestly, what this brought to mind immediately was, you know, especially keeping in mind what Jay said about, you know, channeling heavy metal influence via the lens of hardcore. To me, in that way, it was evocative of something like septic death or something. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it very much sounds like something from that period where there was like this this crossover between speed and thrash metal and like hardcore and and various forms of extreme music that really didn't tidally fit in a particular category no, it's just, just a, it sounds like a fucking mess yeah for sure but it it also it like you know it kind of it camp it captured that sort of like amateurism and pioneering spirit in a way that i think is is hard to do in 2021 yeah. um it did it really convincingly like it it felt amateurish in the way that it was kind of on the verge of 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 falling apart at various times and it, it felt like dudes playing at the at the limit of their upper limit of their ability but i thought the songwriting and the riffs were were really solid and catchy there was like some mad catchy riffs in there i was like yeah i don't know man i i really liked that a lot man a whole lot i want to listen to the rest of that pretty much right away that that really ripped yeah i enjoyed that i i um i like just what a fucking mess it was um yeah you know it it uh, it scratched it scratched an itch in that way, and uh, yeah, I stick by that. That was pretty good. Um, and, and I, I don't know. It just honestly, it just sounded to me like fucking Jerry A. and like I don't know, fucking pick your king era poison idea, fucking goofing on you know haunting the chapel. Yeah. Um, that's what it reminded me of, and uh, and haunting the chapel is a goofy fucking EP, so it's perfect. for sure, yeah, dude, no, for sure, ag- aggressive perfecter. His Tom Arias sounds so goddamn funny on that song. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like they like he had just taken a bite of a fucking like sandwich or a salad or something. <laughs> like when they started recording and they only had enough money to do like, hey, we gotta fucking get this done, dude. We, we don't right. have another day in the in the studio. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like trying to get the fucking lettuce out of his mouth in that first verse. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this was pretty good. I like this. This was uh obnoxious. It was um it scratched the itch, so yeah, for sure. I think I liked this more than you because I, I actually genuinely loved this. I thought this fucking ripped. I think you probably did. I mean, I like this just fine. Um, I like this probably for a different reason than you. I liked it because it was such a goddamn mess. Yeah, no, I just thought this was actually just genuinely sick. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, this band has been around for a fucking grip. They have been a band for eleven years. Oh, um, really? Yeah, their demo came out in January of 2010, Obey Satan, January 2010, and they have got one, two, three, four, five releases under their belt. It looks like they took a big break, like they did a release in 2010, one in 2011, and then not another one until 2017. So, okay, so so okay, that makes sense, too, because this didn't necessarily sound like youth. Right. Um, and, like, looking at the picture of the dude from the back, Yeah. Um, if that's a youth... <laughs> I it's, hate to see what I, I hate to see what he looks like when he's a grown man. Right. If, that, if that's a youth, it's been a hard one. Yeah, that is definitely an obnoxious youth for that individual. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh but yeah, yo, Jay, thanks for sending that in. That was that was really dope. I liked that a lot. Definitely gonna check out the rest of this release and uh we'll probably go back and, and see what they were sounding like eleven years ago. I'd be I would be interested to see um, you know, if this if this is any different than how it started or if they've sort of carried the same through line um, you know, through all these releases. But yeah, I liked that a lot. I think we're we're two for two on good shit tonight. Let's uh let's roll the dice and and see if we can keep the streak up. All right. One. 
Okay, one is fading signal. I was, uh, you know, I was hoping that we'd land on this just because I like, I like Jordan who sings for this band a whole lot, and I was hoping we get to throw him a bone on this at the very least and and check this out on the air. Um, I've been, uh, like I said, I've been putting off listening to this just because I knew that people had sent it into the show. So um, we'll just go with the uh, opening track. That's what they have queued up to play. So we're going to listen to Staring at the Sun by Fading Signal off of their EP, Nothing Feels Good Anymore. Okay, we just heard the song Staring at the Sun by Fading Signal off of their EP, Nothing Feels Good Anymore. Nate, if you don't mind, I'm going to take this just because I have some immediate thoughts about it, just because of, of uh, certain things from my own youth that this this kind of brought to mind immediately. Okay, after you. Okay, so first of all, I thought this this was this was really solid. Um, this was definitely a step up from the demo. This is kind of straight up no modifier hardcore. You know what I mean? This is just mm-hmm. this is this we've talked about it on the show. It's been a minute since we've brought it up, but this is sort of a semi modern. I mean, at this point, it's it's twenty plus years old, but a semi modern iteration of hardcore that is just like I said, kind of free of modifiers. It just is hardcore um, in form, in in tradition, in ethos. Uh, and to me, this brings to mind sort of the the heyday of of no modifier hardcore that I think I came up on because you know when I was in my early to mid to late teens there were a lot of bands that sounded a whole light a whole lot like this um I mean immediately like a band like Outbreak comes to mind um and I think it was sort of the moment that 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 this particular form of hardcore um came into its own or or a band like um I'm trying to internal affairs um there were a whole lot of bands that were doing stuff in this vein you know at this point uh, six, 15, 16 years ago and got very popular and uh, largely on the strength of their live shows, which were really wild. A lot of those records I don't go back and, and revisit often, but at the time seeing those bands live was just fucking unreal good. And uh, I consumed a lot of that music in abundance when I was you know, 16, 17, 18 years old. And largely it was a lot of that music was my gateway into sort of the the broader contemporary hardcore scene at large so i owe a lot of those bands um you know my my long time involvement with with this uh scene so yeah i think in that way you know it being sort of nostalgic of this thing that uh, i came up on 
gave me warm feelings in that sense because I can just imagine being 18 years old in a in a VFW hall or a uh, illegally rented out park pavilion going off to this with my friends. Um, this was really solid, and I think very much um, very much a form of hardcore that like even though I don't find myself revisiting it often, even though this EP isn't something that I think I would spin a whole lot. Like if you're 18 or 19 and this band is local to you, this is your favorite fucking band. You know what I mean? Like if this were a local band when I was 18, everybody's singing along, everybody's going off. Like if this is your fucking, if you live in Raleigh and you're between the ages of 15 and 19, this is your fucking shit. So in that sense, I've got nothing but good things to say about this. Like I said, it's not necessarily a form that I find myself gravitating towards at this point in my life, but it's really solid and I got I got nothing bad to say about it at all. Now, I was going to say this looks and sounds 15 to 18 years old. For sure. Um, I mean, the, the artwork, the logo there, they ditched the uh, the logo from the last, um, like the, the old English style logo from the last release the demo 20 Mm -hmm. um this looks this looks like uh a hardcore this this looks like something that came out 15 18 years ago it sounds like something that came out that 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 long ago right i like this sort of stuff straight forward fast no modifier hardcore i'm always happy to see it if this band was local i would be down to see them this would be you know one of my favorite local bands for sure um you know without without exception um, if I were going to buy something like this, I would want more than five songs. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, I'm not buying an EP that sounds like this anymore. Sure. Um, but yeah, I'd pick up, I don't know, 12 songs, you know, a fucking 45, 45, 12 inch yep. um, that sounds like this for sure. Um, but yeah, this just, this does harken back to like the first half of the aughts for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got, yeah, no, nothing else bad to say about it either. It's, it's good. I would like to see it live. Um, my brain, yeah. my, I'm too fucking tired, dude. I was out on the ice all day, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm too fucking tired to go to go into much more detail than that. <laughs> well, good. That uh, that bodes really well for the rest of this episode. Being, uh, dude, I, 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 found myself, I, I found myself fading hard during obnoxious <laughs> youth. Um, like I, I was pretty amped coming in, yeah. but I, you know, I left the door. I left the house at like four o'clock this morning. Yeah. Um, and uh, I. Uh, sat on the fucking ice fishing and i i started fading real fucking hard while you were talking about obnoxious youth sick okay cool yeah that bodes really well for the rest of this I, i'm gonna try to keep i'm gonna try to keep the energy up but yeah this was good um i this is I, honestly mm-hmm. i feel like we've been on tour for like i don't know we're on day eight of tour or something like that yeah, out of like a 10 day out and like this band just played i'm like oh that was really good i want to fucking get into it but then i'm also just cool chilling on the steps <laughs> right yeah or like you know hanging out sitting on the washing machine and watching the fucking merch dude i i i long for a day when i can once again be burnt out on seeing local bands on a two week long tour i, I long yeah. for that feeling <laughs> for real for real uh, but yeah, that was sick. If you, uh, I think that there are, I think there are physical copies of this available somewhere. Um, I could be wrong. I don't think so. The 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 demo um, twenty is on uh, to live a lie. Yeah. Um, but I don't I don't think this one's on anything yet, unless you just contact them directly. 
Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I thought I was pretty sure this was getting like a seven inch or a tape release somewhere. Um, no. It might, it might be all sold out already if it did exist, and that's why there's no link here. I, I couldn't tell you. It came out like uh, about a month ago, a little, a little less than a month ago. Three so three weeks ago, yeah, 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 for sure. But yeah, that was really solid. Um, thanks, uh, thanks to Jordan and AJ and everybody else who sent that in. That was real good. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's uh, let's roll the dice once more. Five. Okay. Five is uh, some more death metal. Five is Mortify with Grotesque Buzzsaw Defilement. Um, I, I didn't need to tell you that that was death metal. That that tells you everything that you need to know now. Yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? Anymore, you never fucking know. Like, I guess. The, the logo looks death metal, right? Yeah. Um, the artwork maybe speaks to something a little different. You know what I mean? Sure. But there's so much, you know, there's so much... Uh, you know, sort of like bleed over between the different genres that, you know, this could just as easily be fucking thrash. Yeah, yeah, true enough. Um, and it looks like this is based in Tokyo, Japan. Um, it looks like Adam, who from Sick Tired, um, is in this band along with two two Japanese dudes, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not even going to... Ryohei from Final Exit and oh, SU-19B. Uh, and Koreeda from Coffins. Oh shit! Okay, well, fuck. This is a really good fucking lineup, then. Holy so shit! It's a, it's a stacked lineup. So yeah, goddamn, dude. Final, you got Final Exit and Coffins. You got Final Exit, Coffins, and Sick Tired all rep- represented in one band. That's uh, yeah. that's that's strong. Okay, cool. Um, I'm I'm stoked to check this out now. So they have the song Musty Trudge queued up to play. Man, it looks like if this is death metal, it is uh, it is a really abridged version of it. No, because- it, yeah, it says it's grind. So. Well, down below they also they have death metal, Swedish death metal, also tagged uh, as well as grindcore. So maybe it's They're maybe just it's, trying to get it into people's ears. <laughs> yeah, maybe that that might be it. They're just capitalizing on uh, death metal having a moment right now. Yeah. So uh, all right, cool. Let's listen to the song they have queued up to play. And if we feel like thirty-two seconds isn't enough to give us a good idea of what this band is about, then we'll uh, we'll listen to more. So we're gonna listen to "Musty Trudge" by Mortify off of Grotesque Buzzsaw Defilement. Okay, so we decided to listen to two. So we listened to Musty Trudge and Organ Terror by Mortify off of their LP. I think it's an LP. It might actually, it's probably an EP, I guess, probably a seven inch with song lengths like this. Grotesque Buzzsaw Defilement. And yeah, I, I guess that was 
I mean, it, that was grind for sure. Mm-hmm. But that on that second track, um, you know, obviously they're using an HM2 pedal and they have like Swedish Swedish death metal tag down there. Yeah, that second, the opening riff of that second song. Okay, that's that's a des- that's a dismember riff. You know what I'm saying? Sure, I can I can I can hear the Swedish death metal in that. But I think ultimately this definitely leans more into grind than it does into death metal. It, to, to me, the only the only like Swedish death metal was just purely basically the guitar tone. There wasn't enough melody there. Yeah. Um, it was, it was just basic fucking grind. I mean, this was much more, um, reek of putrefaction than ever flowing stream. Well, sure. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. And, um, you know, not only in just like song length, but in, you know, the song structure and the songs yeah. themselves, this was pretty good. Um, it was, uh, I honestly, I mean, you could once I would not have automatically said, Oh, someone's from coffins is in this band. No, not necessarily. But, no. After knowing that someone from Coffins is in this band, yeah, okay, I can yeah. see that, sure. right? Um, it sounded really good. I liked it. Um, it seems uh, there's something about this that is not quite going down as far as, I don't know, maybe it's a little, it's relying a little too much maybe on a gimmick. Maybe. Um, you know what I mean? Like I, I thought it was good. Yeah. I kind of want, I I actually kind of wish the songs were longer. So do I. Yeah. Let me, let me fall into those songs a little more. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, cause like so many of the songs, and since they play short songs, of course, you know, playing short songs is fun. I get it. But like, it feels like, honestly, it felt like those songs were self-limited in the interest of just remaining short. I agree for sure. For right. sure. They, they, they could have dwelled on like the opening riff of Oregon terror for another 20 seconds. And I, I think it would have served the song better. Yeah. Like I just don't feel, I feel like they, 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 they left too much meat on the bones with every song that just wasn't like, you know, they, they didn't properly explore it. So yeah. maybe that's where the gimmicky part comes from because it's like, you know, it almost feels like they know they could do mm-hmm. more with the songs. Right. Yeah, for sure. You know, and, and yeah, I mean, obviously, folks with the background of the folks in this band, of course, they know they could do more with the songs. Right. You know, yeah, I exactly. just feel like I, I just feel like they're intentionally um, limiting themselves. Yeah, for sure. Which, I mean, there's something to be said for that, you know, like establishing sort of uh, limits and boundaries for what you want to do with a project and then working within those. I mean, it can be like challenging and rewarding as somebody who writes songs just because you're like, okay, cool. These are the boundaries and and I and I can't stray outside the confines of those. And it can be um, a fun and, and rewarding thing to do for sure. But as a listener, I, I have to agree with you. I think that there's just there's so much more, especially considering the lineup of this band. They yeah. could they could pull so much more out of these tracks. And what I heard was promising. I mean, it sounded good. The tones were good. I think it was recorded well. And I mean, that was that was solid. Uh, that was solid, like chunky grindcore for sure. But I guess, um, yeah, I just found myself I just found myself wishing that that they did more with it too. I'm I'm in the same I'm in the same boat as you with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the the previous release, which um, their first full length, which I, I don't know if you can count. I mean, just because it's on twelve inch, it's a twelve inch, and there's you know twenty rec, twenty songs on it. I don't know if that makes it a full length. I yeah, mean, it's only twelve minutes long. So right. So like you know, that's not even one. That, that's not even one seven inch. Right. 
um, the, the, the 12 inch is just gratuitous packaging essentially. Um, and, and like, but if you look at the song, the song run, you know, minute nine for the opener, it's probably an intro there. Uh, 35 seconds, 24 seconds, 26 seconds, 41 seconds, 18 seconds, 20 seconds, 21 seconds, 13 seconds, 29 seconds. Right. I feel like, I, I, I feel like you should do more. Yeah, I, I would like to, I would like there to be more, right? Yeah. I got no problem with fast short songs. I don't like songs with like a premature expiration date though. For sure. Yep, I agree. It to me it just it felt like they were trying to cram a whole lot of ideas into 30 seconds and they easily could have just done more with those ideas in a minute 45. So Yeah, um, like I yeah, yeah, I just I don't know. I I want a little more to chew on with those songs. So this was this sounded great. Um, it's right up my fucking alley in general, you know, like, yes, it had the polka fucking beat and shit like that. But like this, the recording in here sounded really good. You know what I mean? Like, like it sounded good. It didn't sound, um, like poop for sure. It did not Um, sound like poop. So, you know, I don't know. I like this just fine, but honestly, I think that it's a waste of fucking money. Um, you know, that, you know, whatever. Fuck you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, I would not. I would definitely not pay for a fucking LP um, that that lasts for nine and a half minutes. I don't know if this if this found its way onto an LP. It's on a CD. It's on a CD. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy a CD if that's either. Certainly. So, no. um, but that said, I mean, it's it's also nine and a half minutes of of my life. So I, you know, I'll probably listen to the rest of this. But there's an Agathocles cover on this, and yeah, uh, no I don't know, man. I'm just I'm tired of I'm I'm tired of grind bands riding the Agathocles, dude. Well, that's because every band we you know like we talked about it before. Like that's all they fucking did. Yeah. Right. For sure. Yeah. Like a like Agathocles is fine. Yeah. But they're not the best grind band, nah, and the man. only re- you know they're like the only reason that they that they if you ask me yeah they got some good releases but they're very fucking homogenous across their fucking discography for sure and that's the main reason is that they just have so many fucking records right yeah right um so whatever you know I don't know you know we are complex beasts aren't we because on one hand we're like yo this fucking song is two minutes and 45 seconds long get rid of a minute of that bullshit right yeah right and then we get hit with fucking a grind band that's like staying in under clocking in almost religiously like ceremonially under the fucking 45 second mark right yeah I'm like, yo, what the fuck? (laughs) Actually give me a minute to like bite down on this thing and enjoy it. Right. You got to be in the Goldilocks zone of our taste. Well, you know, yeah, but it also depends because if this was like a shitty grind band. Right. I'd be like, all right, you know, fuck it. Dude, 13 seconds is too fucking long. (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I mean, if anything, it's a testament to the potential quality of this band that we're asking for more of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's not an insult. It's just, I just feel like the, the, I don't know, I feel like they could do, they know they could do more than that. They have, the people in this band have done more than that, right? Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, And it just, this just feels like, it just kind of feels like a waste of fucking talent and time. Yeah, I agree. I agree fundamentally. I think um, this uh, this is perfectly fine. Also up my alley in a lot of ways, but uh, but for whatever reason, I'm not really inclined to to check out the other uh, eight and a half minutes of this. You know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's roll the dice and uh, see what's up next. Six. All right. Six is Enclave from Sydney, Australia. 
The Bandcamp is enclavesydney.bandcamp.com. This was sent in by Tully, who plays in Histamine. And this is a single that they released in June of 2020, Gesture of Fear. Um, it's one of, looks like, two total songs that they've released so far. Um, uh, Tully says this is uh, kind of catchy, catchy post-punk stuff. So we're going to listen to the song Gesture of Fear by Enclave. We just heard the song Gesture of Fear by Enclave from Sydney, Australia, and uh, I liked that a whole lot. That was some straight-ahead post-punk stuff. Definitely heard some uh, Christian death influence in there in some of the leads. I kind of liked how they mixed what appeared to be maybe live drums. It's hard to tell these days um, with some programmed drums. There were some subtle synths in there. Um, it kind of had a, a punk edge to it, um, but it was still kind of squarely in the, in the post-punk world. That was really, really good. It makes me wonder why they've only released two songs since June of, of last year. Um, I definitely want to listen to the other song on this, but like, yeah, man, I don't know. Two songs in, in well over half a year at this point. Um, it seems like... It seems like you could be doing doing more, you know what I'm saying? But it also looks like a, not not a lot of people have engaged with this. There's it's got uh, supported by. There's like four people under under the supported mm-hmm. by tab. Um, I mean, I guess it's there's not a whole lot of a incentive to to buy a, a digital single, so I get it. Um, I guess it doesn't really tell me how many people have listened to this, but uh, I don't know. There's the the artwork is cool. It's very slick. It looks like maybe some uh, late '70s, early '80s like Gang of Four artwork. Yeah, um, it's everything about this i mean the package seems i mean the recording was great um everything about this was was really good i'm just i'm just curious why this band isn't doing more because i would really like to hear at least you know like a five six song ep of this kind of shit this is this is another another winner from australia as far as i'm concerned yeah i feel the same way that the the fucking chorus was catchy as shit yeah um i really like that part um yeah i like this i i like the i don't know there was like a 
a sort of plaintive aggression to it. For sure, yeah. Um, you know, a sort of an a, an exhausted sort of plaintive plaintive aggression to it in mm-hmm. its delivery, and, and, you know, not only with the vocals but also with the music in general. It yep. did have a bit of a harder edge, even though it was post punk, which I liked. Um, you know, basically, you know, this is this is a sort of thing where it's like, you know, if if you like a band like Diot, right? Mm-hmm you gotta like this for sure right i will say i had to fucking scroll down i could not look at those dudes while that music was playing especially the dude in the left uh yeah they <laughs> get the fuck out of my face dude get the fuck out of here right now <laughs> yes they they look like absolute shit for they sure look like complete fucking cunts but like they look like know, they look like tsol after tsol got really bad <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, like, I had to scroll down because it was especially that dude looking at me in the left. Right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. He looks Yo, like fucking... that's that's a fucking look that's yeah. going to get you fucking knocked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. He looks like uh, he looks like a funhouse mirror reflection of Nuno Betancourt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I had I had to fucking look away from that dude so it stopped coloring my fucking. I- opinion of well, the music uh, well i will say the one dude i like actually in the band though is the one who's peeking in from the background oh, with yeah. the weird Absolutely. shades i'm on. not even sure if he's in the band he <laughs> might just like he showed up in the background he, right he could he could be the dad of these of these guys <laughs> he looks I, significantly I, older than everybody else yeah yeah i do like that guy i like that guy in the background there but um man especially that dude in the left <laughs> yeah no. man for sure no. when i when i used to fucking bounce yeah. That dude ain't coming in the fucking bar for sure. <laughs> well, you know, you know who the guy I can't see the entire face of the dude on the right, but he looks like one of the rockers on uh on cinema at the cinema. <laughs> he does. He, he, he looks like a member of Dakar. He also looks like the rocker Marty Gianetti from uh, WWF fame. He does, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like I don't know. They, you know, whatever. But like musically it was fucking good. I liked yeah. it. Um I don't understand why. I mean I don't know. Maybe they. I mean, they got other things going on, right? Maybe, maybe that fucking, maybe that dude I got him pegged all wrong. He's got like, I don't know, seven kids, right? He That's had possible. seven. He's had seven kids in six years. Right? <laughs> he's been a busy man. Yeah, he's been a busy man. I'd say his wife has been a lot busier. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, he, he's like, guys, I gotta fucking go. You know what I mean? I don't have fucking time for this bullshit anymore. I've had seven kids in six years, right? Yeah. It was fucking fun, but like, I can't do this all the time anymore, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then he's looking at the photographer, like, you know, the photographer's like, wait, just give me one more shot. He's like, let's fucking go, <laughs> right? Yeah. Maybe I got him pegged all wrong. <laughs> Maybe. But, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. But, you know, on the other hand, uh, that's uh, basically five minutes of music in in um, since June of 2020. Right. And that's probably a fucking Mortify LP. <laughs> it, it, it's half of one for sure. You know, so, hey, good for you guys. Keep it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. I'm definitely going to listen to the uh, most recent track that they released in September of last year, Crossfire. Yeah, I, I got I got nothing bad to say about that. That was really fucking sick. I just, uh, I, I'm just, I guess I'm just going to remain curious as to why there's not more more content here for me to consume because I would yeah. really like for there to be. And that's kind of the, like, also like, yeah. So like, what's the fucking point, right? 
Yeah. Like, like, why should I pay attention then? You guys, what, am I going to have to fucking wait until August until I get in the two minutes? Right. Yeah. No, for sure, man. I mean, I, I think this does, it, it discourages me from, or not even necessarily discourages me, but like, I just don't have enough room in my brain to like, remember this band exists on the strength of two songs. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it sounds great, but I'll never fucking remember it. Right, exactly. Right. So hopefully, hopefully they come come at us with a proper release sometime in the calendar year of twenty twenty one. Because I would I would really like to hear, like I said, at least five or six songs of this. Because if they drop an EP of this quality, um, I will I will fuck with it heavily. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's uh, let's roll the dice at least at least one more time. We've we're getting through it, but I don't want to I don't want to linger too long because I know you're ready to 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 go off to slumberland. I sure am. Uh, five. All right, five is uh, is something that was was big up to us by by several people. It was submitted by Will Neal Mentira with Nada S. Sagrado. Um, you can find this on Iron Lungs uh, Bandcamp, ironlungpv.bandcamp.com, and I believe it's one of the more more re- recent releases on here. It was uh, it was released in December of last year. And uh, yeah, like I said, I've, I've heard a lot of people big up in this. The opening track is what they have queued up to play. It's also the uh, title track and it's the song that Will suggested. So we'll go with that. So we're going to listen to Nada, Nada S. Sagrado by Mentira. <laughs> heard nada es sagrado off the lp of the same name by mentira nate how'd you feel about it i like that i like that enough to buy one um yeah that had a that took a weird turn around one about a minute 20 in it did um had a 
I don't know. It had it, it had a good Japanese vibe going for it. Totally. Um, yes. Which I really liked. I yep. liked the fucking I, I like the reverb on everything. You know what I mean? So, so do I, man. Um make it sound like it's fucking being recorded at the end of a fucking tunnel. Yeah. Um yeah, I liked it. I liked the turn it took too. Um, you know, it started off sort of a noisy D beat sort of, you know, Japanese influenced sort of song. And then it just that 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 to me that that uh, Eastern influence just sort of came out in the second half even more when it just started kind of get a little weird, uh, weird in the end. Yep, for sure, for sure. I mean, that was my initial, my initial feeling. I was like, oh man, this is Japanese as fuck. And then I went down and started reading the description, and I, I saw in the in the write up, um, they name dropped, they name dropped the Stalin, and I was like, oh. all right, cool. Okay. there you go, okay. there you go. So they're they're clearly purposely purposely channeling Japanese stuff here. Um, yeah, that was that was really fucking good, man. I like that a lot. I mean, it's one of those things where at this point, I mean, if something's coming out on on Iron Lung, like it's it's even if it's not your cup of tea the quality is pretty much assured you know what i mean right 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 so yeah that was pretty good i picked up one um my tired brain is failing to find uh other good things to say about it. <laughs> the artwork is really good i like the artwork a whole lot yeah the artwork is pretty good cool <laughs> it's it's uh it's not your it's not uh it's not the tip, the typical vibe you would expect from a no, uh, a hardcore no, punk LP. No, that it definitely isn't. It definitely looks like some fucking like you know European fucking post punk LP. Yeah, or like uh or like the the back print on uh, a live tour shirt from nineteen ninety five. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Either way, it's very sick. Yeah, that was really good. I don't have a whole lot more to say about it. It was like unhinged weirdo Japanese influence stuff, and uh, evidently this band is from Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas Kansas City has a uh, a long history of a really great fucking hardcore band, some of which we have had the the pleasure of sharing the stage with over the years. Um, yeah, good 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 hardcore comes out of Kansas city um pretty consistently over the course of the last 20 30 years and this is no exception that was that was really fucking good um yeah. I, I might pick up a copy of that myself when i when i got a little bit more money in the pocket yeah um all right so we've gotten through six bands on this episode i can i can feel father's sleep <laughs> coming coming to take you so let's yeah. uh let's just uh let's just pivot to voicemails real quick bang those out and then and then you can then you can hit the sack okay oh hey there bud uh I got a small suggestion for your show. So, Gray, you're real fucking annoying. Uh, I wish you'd shut up and never talk again. Um, Nate, you're all right. Kind of an ass, but aren't we all, bud? Haha. <laughs> uh, just going to say, Gray, you should quit the show. Uh, Nate, you should take over. It's really all. Fuck you, Gray. All right. Okay. Well, you know, so, fair so enough. That's like three calls in a row we've gotten where people have kind of brought it to us, you know, one of us or both of us, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was a, if that was a fake or an authentic Canadian accent, but I, I, my, my, my gut tells me it was uh, not, not, uh, not a real one. My gut, cause it's unknown tells me it's not a real one, but um, you know, whatever. I like, uh, I, uh, yeah, I am an ass, right? I never said I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I the only the only person the only person that doesn't think I'm an ass is the old lady whose sidewalk I shoveled snow for the other day. She thinks I'm the nicest little boy in in town. <laughs> yeah, everybody who I ever hold doors open for thinks I'm a great guy, but beyond that, no one um, thinks you're great. I remember walking into fucking Taco Bell like 
you had just gotten maybe <laughs> like two this. or three face tattoos. You didn't <laughs> yeah. have you didn't have like the full on makeup yet. <laughs> and um and we walked into Taco Bell and uh got some food and walked out and you're like, Jesus, people fucking look at him. I'm like, Well, yeah, of course they're <laughs> fucking looking at you, dude. <laughs> I didn't remember, you know what I mean? I was like, Oh yeah, I guess I do look like a fucking lunatic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. Fuck me, indeed. Um, I never, I've never claimed to be anything other than real fucking annoying. So, <laughs> spot on. That said, I don't think you want this show. I don't think it, with without me on it, man. I don't think you understand what a what an anchor and what a foil I am to Nate. Um, if you just let this man have the microphone for two hours, you guys would be in a way darker place. Yeah, you probably would. Uh, I'd feel probably a little better, but um, nobody else would. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's listen to the next one. Hey there, Gray, and hey there, Nate. This is Doodles, the fucking clown. I'm calling you to talk about something that I heard on your last fucking show. And the disrespect of the clowns and the clown community all over. This is disgusting. You know the work we go through? The kids shitting themselves in attainment? Exploring different things is what Gray said on the show. You sound just like my father. And you know what? You might hear from more of my boys. So don't be surprised how many of us can fit in a fucking car. All right. Yeah, well, I guess we we raised the ire of the of the clown community by by shitting on uh, circus's uh, theme, their visual and and lyrical theme on the last episode. And I guess that's uh, that's a fair criticism. I guess that's a fair criticism. Um, I I would love nothing more than to fight a carload of fucking clowns. <laughs> it would be fucking awesome. Yeah. It would be awesome. Um, so yeah, I, I highly encourage you to to uh, <laughs> to get to get your boys calling into the show too, and you know come through. Um, we got we got nothing better to do. Might as well fight a clown full of cars or a, a car full of clowns or a clown full of cars, right? <laughs> or a clown yeah, full of cars. Let's way. open them up and see what's inside. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's uh, let's listen to the next one. Hey, Nate here. I fucking hate this shit. I fucking hate this shit so fucking much. I hope all involved in this fucking shit die a fucking fire, including their families. Fuck them. Empathy and compassion? Fuck you. What is that shit? Apathy towards everything? Fuck yeah, I love that shit. You think you can care less than me? Fuck you. No, you can't. You can't out-edge me. You just can't. I'm the edgiest motherfucker there is. Fuck you. I don't think that's an accurate portrayal of me in any way. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think so. Like you're missing the nucleus of it, man. The, the reason that I hate everything is because I care so fucking much. Right. right? If yes. I could be apathetic, then I'd be perfectly fucking happy. Right. Yeah, if sure. I didn't give a shit about anything, I'd be the happiest man on the planet. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. There ain't no getting me down. Right. You know, oh, what's that? Fucking weapons, arms dealing by my wonderful country again to people in oil-rich countries so they can bomb the shit out of each other? Who gives a fuck? The sun is shining, right? <laughs> right, yeah. Like, you know, right, oh, yeah. oh, what's that? The continued degradation of our ecosphere? Oh, we finally discovered what those giant holes in the Siberian tundra was for, and that's because methane is being released by the permafrost, thus triggering a catastrophic climactic pitch, like pivot point for climate change? No worries. 
the new season of The Expanse just came on Amazon, right? Which it was pretty fucking good. Too short as always, right? Yeah. Um, but like, you know, if I didn't give a shit, then I'd be fucking, I'd be the happiest person in the world, right? Yeah. The problem is I don't give a shit about your shitty little fucking minuscule problems because there's real fucking problems out there, right? Yeah. So all the all the fucking noise and all the fucking bullshit to people, you know, crying about this and crying about that, you know, about, you know, oh, my fucking dad beat me up and now I'm fucking a shitty fucking adult too. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> There's real fucking problems out here, like the continued inhabitability of our planet. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I had a bunch of people shit on me when I was fucking younger. I don't got time to fucking cry about it because there's little kids still getting fucking shit on. And they're the ones we should be fucking worried about. Not you, you fucking grown ass man. Deal with your fucking problems. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> that does that does sort of get to the nucleus of it, does it? I uh, doesn't. It? I wish. Uh, I I wish that I didn't give a shit about uh, shrinking biodiversity or white nationalism. But uh, yeah, but yeah. I do. But I do quite a lot, actually. <laughs> oh, oh, how you know? Wow, half the fucking country seems to be under the fucking thrall of lunatic conspiracy theory and pure fucking unabashed racism. What direction will the fucking country possibly take for the rest of my life? I don't know. It doesn't seem I can fucking escape. Oh, well, who cares? I got some new fucking ice cream, right? <laughs> it's going to be great. Everything's going to be great. You got to stay positive. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, we got so <clears throat> just looking. I've I, I looked at this sort of uh, the summaries here, like the 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 text the, the text write ups of these messages. They're both from Zach Honeycutt. I will say, leaving two messages in a row, he acknowledges this. Leaving two messages in a row does utterly defeat the purpose of having a minute and a half uh, limit on the voicemail. But Zach is is a newer caller. I'm going to give him some leeway on this because he's also a $10 patron. So now you sort of see the, the, the red carpet we roll out. We're willing to play fast and loose with the rules for, for people who give us $10 a month. So now, hey, you know. You give yeah. us twenty bucks a month, and the show's yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll just we'll just pass it on to you. I'll transfer the 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 uh, the domain name over to you, and you can just take it over. Um, so let's uh, let's just listen to both of Zach's back to back real quick. Hey, what's up, baby boys? Uh, this is Zach calling. Um, I just listened to the Patreon episode about uh, Bill Steer, and uh, you know it got to the subject of surgical steel. And I don't know, I feel like I might be in some, at least somewhat of a minority with this, but Surgical Steel is without a doubt my favorite Carcass album. And it's not even an introduction bias thing. Like, I was a pretty big Carcass fan for, I would say, at least like three or four years before Surgical Steel came out. Like, I was a newcomer, but I had a long time to soak up their discography. And Surgical Steel, it's just got that, like, nimble mellow death thing of hard work it's got that mid-tempo groovy just fucking neanderthalic death metal of necroticism and then it gets it occasionally delves into that like grindy blasty shit of their very earliest shit and i think it's just literally the best of everything they've ever done and i feel really just just flabbergasted by the way some people have reacted to that album but yeah, just wanted to kind of pull my two cents in. I love that record and I love that Patreon episode. Have a good one, guys. 
Hey, this is Zach again. I'm so sorry to do this. I promise I'm not going to just keep doing this. But I had just a little more, uh, one more kind of interesting thing that I think was awesome about Surgical Steel, and that's that it had that straight-up cock rock kind of sound integrated from, like, swan song in it. And, like, a lot of people don't want that. They don't want that anywhere near it. But I think it was, like, a really interesting texture. Like, the opening track on Surgical Steel straight up sounds like a Power Rangers song. Like, it is so jockey and, like, daddish. And it's fucking amazing. It's just this cool kind of just texture to the Surgical Steel thing. I don't know. I, I love Surgical Steel. Anyway, I'll stop doing this. No more two-parters, I promise. I understand if you don't want to hear this. Bye. Love you. All right. So Zach likes Surgical Steel by Carcass. <laughs> Quite a lot. I would say maybe the number one Surgical Steel fan out there. I think he has, he has a valid position. I think it's a fine yeah. record. I didn't think it was... I, I didn't like, as I said in the episode, I didn't like it as much when it first came out. I think a lot of people bagged on it. He does point out the fact that that opening track does sound like a Falcon Power Ranger song. <laughs> it does, um, yeah. And I think that's what stuck with me. I mentioned that in the episode is it doesn't have like that. To me, it doesn't have the warmth of those 90s recordings. Right. Um, and I think maybe that's kind of what stuck with me. But after seeing him play, play those songs live and after revisiting that record, yeah, that's a solid fucking record. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. I still say in the crowd is the best one but that's just me um i'm not gonna fucking bag on anybody that says Sur surgical steel is your favorite carcass record you know simple yeah. as that yeah no for sure i think i think you actually uh you raise a lot of a lot of solid points to support that position for sure i think it does combine uh, a lot of elements that they've experimented with over the years including as you pointed out the sort of more cock rock leanings of, of swan song but it does it in a way that's uh far more palatable than swan song obviously and uh, as i was re-listening to it the other day just hearing sort of like the the classic rock and cock rock leanings kind of uh, seep into the songwriting of some of those tracks, I think is actually pretty refreshing and, and cool and is done. And uh, Bill Steer does it far more tastefully than, than pretty much anybody else could. So yeah, I, I get I get love in Surgical Steel. That record has grown on me more and more over the years. I, I like it more now than I ever have before. Uh, definitely not my favorite Carcass record still. Um, probably my third favorite carcass record. Um, but, uh, but yeah, a great record. And also I got to say, you know, Zach giving us free promo for the Patreon, um, also a $10 subscriber. I mean, you're a real one, Zach. I appreciate that. And I will say just to toot our own horn real quick. Um, you know, I re-listen, I re-listen to the episode as I'm editing it just to make sure there's nothing in there, no technical issues or shit that I need to, you know, sounds and shit that I need to edit out. Um, and it was, it was a particularly good episode. And a few people have said that our Patreon episodes are, are some of our best content. And I don't know, I tend to, I think I tend to agree. So, um, yeah, I know it's a it's a good it's a good time to hop on the Patreon train. Now you're getting free tapes. You're getting you're getting us waxing um, emotionally about Bill Steer for two straight hours. I mean, what's not to like? Um, all right, let's uh, let's listen to the uh, the last message real quick. So, quick question: um, Since John Joseph is a like what COVID denier, uh, and Harley is a COVID overlord. Uh, whatever you call it, put those two in a cage and put the, what is it? Uh, well, just let's go with best wishes. Winner gets to keep uh, best wishes in the discography. Loser, I don't know, has to admit something. This is a terrible fucking message. Oh, yeah, also, straight up, um, 
I have a friend from Bloomington, Indiana, and they just tell me that everyone there looks like they fucking breed with their brothers and sisters. Is that true? Uh, I would say that's probably true of most fucking rural places yeah. in Indiana. Um, For sure. And, and frankly, I mean, hey, Bloomington is a bustling metropolis compared to some of the rural places. I, I ain't defending these folks. Don't, 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 don't mistake that. Right. Um, but like, ain't nobody fucking moving. Ain't nobody in their fucking right mind with the means to avoid it moving to Waterloo, Indiana. <laughs> no, <laughs> not nobody. Right. No. no. So the only people you still got in Waterloo are people whose families have been around in Waterloo for a grip. And, uh, they all know each other at some level. Um, you know, and Bloomington is no exception, man. Bloomington's if, if if it wasn't for the fucking university, Bloomington wouldn't even be a fucking, you know, fucking peanut net turd. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, the townies, the townies are as uh, cretinous as anywhere else that you'd find in central, northern, southern, anywhere in yeah. rural Indiana, really. Go to go to fucking state college, PA, and step one fucking foot outside of town, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, tell me what you see, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just the same everywhere. Uh, I don't know anything about John Joseph and Harley and COVID, um, but I'm probably going to say Harley would just fucking stab the shit out of John Joseph if it really came to <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's not even, it's not even, I, you know, like, I don't know, I don't know much about, you know, John Joseph and Harley, like, you know, and, and these guys like beyond age of quarrel, like I've said before, like, I don't give a shit what they're doing now, right? No, they they, they exist as a snapshot on a particular fucking record. That's all I need them for. The yeah. rest of their lives are utterly unimportant and banal to me right yeah. i don't give a fuck yeah but what i know of them in the current state hollywood's probably just fucking stab john <laughs> yeah most likely for sure also i will say i know that it is uh it's in vogue to hate on john john joseph right now and and dude is is uh apparently into a lot of wackadoo conspiracy theories and shit and and i get it and uh i you know whatever do do your thing for sure i will say the only experiences that I've ever had with John Joseph uh, were mad positive. That dude reached out to me when my grandpa was dying for absolutely no reason with uh, some real kind words, was mad supportive in a, a very tough time in my life. Um, and uh, and any interaction I've ever had with him was was really positive. And, he, and despite the fact that he's clearly into some wacky shit, fundamentally, he seems like a pretty good dude, um, which is more That's than you can say. <laughs> Maybe that you is how they get hey, you. Yeah. Know, everybody's got an uncle or an aunt or some or some, you know, mom or dad or something like that that like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, love them to death. They were fucking great. But right. um hey, the uh the the fucking cover's been pulled off, right? The lid's <laughs> been blown off that shit, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, sure. seriously, once you start buying in I, I I you know, you and I have said it, once you start buying into basically conspiracy at any real level, yeah, you are you are just a few steps away from just embracing anti-Semitism. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Your your brain has been compromised for sure. <laughs> I, I, I look at any fucking conspiracy. It's impossible to be into one, right? It's impossible to say like, you know, A is true, but B is fucking bullshit. Right. It, it, it just, it's a snowball. It's a snowball that builds and builds and builds and builds and builds. For and, sure. At the, at, at the, at the, or maybe it's an onion. We'll say that it's an onion, right? <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. And at the end, in the middle of that fucking onion, right? Yeah. 
is anti-Semitism. It, <laughs> yeah. all, it always yeah. comes down to that. It always fucking comes down to that. You know, it's like the what was the fucking one going around that that fucking congressman woman thinks that like you know Jewish space lasers start. It's like a joke. <laughs> it, it, it seems it 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 boggles your fucking mind, right? Like my brain falls out of my fucking ears when I think that 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 a sentient human being could think that there are Jewish space lasers <laughs> starting California fi- forest fires. For some reason, and this person is like the representative of a significant portion of people in a position of power. Yeah. But there it is, right? And right. why is it got to be Jewish space lasers? Because it always leads to conspiracy. It couldn't just be space lasers. Right. It's got to be Jewish space lasers. <laughs> it couldn't be white Christian space lasers, because why would white Christians want to set anything on fire? <laughs> they just want to save you, right? Yeah. They just want you to go to heaven and seem Grammy and Grampy, right? <laughs> but the fucking Jews, those fucking Jews want to incinerate you. They want to make they want to make you fucking pay, just like they made <laughs> Christ pay. Just like they made Christ pay on that fucking cross, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. They'll never live it down. They'll never fucking live it down, right? They'll never live it down, right? <laughs> every single conspiracy theory ends in anti-Semitism, every single one of them. Yeah, for sure. And as I've said before, too, the fundamental problem with like buying in wholesale to conspiracy, no matter how plausible it seems, is like it's the issue is that it's based upon, you know, a principle that is well founded, which is a distrust of those in power, which is something that everybody should should have. But the issue is that just because something seems feasible, it, it doesn't mean that there's ample evidence to support the reality of that position. Is it possible that the government is perpetrating some of these conspiracy theories? Sure, it's possible. It's plausible. The fucking lizards in power, I'm sure, have every bit of motivation to do some of these wild things. But is there any concrete evidence to support the fact that this is concrete, like material material reality? Absolutely not. And you are probably uh, already deeply ensconced in a whirlpool of wild thought that is quickly going to... Uh, lead you to anti-Semitism for sure. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, is like that conspiracies, like wild ass conspiracies like that, you know, that basically just issue reality, like flat earth, for instance, right? Yeah. Can only exist in a fucking like society where by and large, the builders of the machine of society fucking acknowledge reality. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, like nothing, like, like, Yo, if that shit were true, nothing about your life in the way it is would fucking work. Yeah, none for of sure. it. Yeah. You know, like, like none of it, right? You might as well throw the gravitational constant off by like, you know, you know, a fucking like, you know, thousandth of a fucking, you know, percentage point, right? Just throw it off by like, you know, one ten thousand. Throw the gravitational constant off. See what fucking happens to fucking reality, right? right. Yeah. Like, 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 it can only exist in a world that was built through adhering to the fucking principles of reality. For sure. I, I my, my advice to anybody who, who feels themselves being drawn into conspiracy is, yo, look, 
your intuition about government and about people who who pursue p- positions of power is dead on. But you need to just only follow that to to the logical conclusion, which is, you know what, these people are probably up to some shit, and they probably don't have my best interests in mind. And beyond that, anything else is wild conjecture, and it's not gonna it's not gonna enrich your life in any way. So just assume they don't have your best interests in mind, and that you're probably right about that. And beyond that, <laughs> don't spend any time with it, man. I I think that what you should assume is just, you know, a rightful defensive skepticism, right? Not immediate dismissiveness of anybody that they don't have your best interest in mind. Does my fucking neighbor have my best interest in mind? I don't fucking know, right? But I live next to him, right? I'm not trying to fucking overthrow his ass because, uh, you know, I don't know what he's getting up to over there. Um, You know, could be doing something. I don't fucking know. Uh, (laughs) You know, but just have like healthy skepticism. But yo, all you got to do is look at the motherfuckers that buy into it and think, do you really want to be like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you for really sure. want to be like that? Do they seem like happy or fulfilled people? <laughs> do they even I mean? seem like fucking people, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. right? They, they, yeah. become, they become what they despise. Weirdo fucking lizard people. Weirdo <laughs> fucking doppelgangers, right? Pod people. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Um, so we could go on about that forever, but let's not. Let's uh, let's wrap it up instead. I'll do some quick housekeeping and then we'll sign off for the night. So um, on the subject of Patreon, we got a couple new patrons to shout out. We have got John K, who I believe is the same John K who plays in the band Thought Control, who I like a whole fucking lot and who we played on the show last year. Um, so, or, or was it earlier this year? Maybe the beginning of this year. I can't really remember. Um, either way, check out the Thought Control 7-inch if you haven't yet. It's really fucking good. Shout out to John. And then we have got Ethan Ragsdale, also a $5 patron, just signed on uh, the last couple of days. I've been an acquaintance of Ethan over the internet for some years now, and I think he is a uh, fairly recent convert to the show. So thank you for your donation. As I said, if you're a $10 donor, check your messages, uh, send your shipping address so we can get your, co- the, your copy of the Cold Brats EP out to you. Um, and then, like I said, moving forward, if you subscribe at the $10 tier, you'll get all the releases that we have during your tenure as a $10 donor. And $5 still gets you access to all the content we're putting out, of which there is a more than ever right now and going to be more than ever for the foreseeable future at the rate we're going with this Napalm Death series. Um, it's patreon.com slash podcast. I'm stoked that we can finally put uh, put your money to good use. And we have broken the $500 tier. Um, I'll probably put up another tier. But at this point, I mean, we're just putting that money back into obvious, obviously the upkeep of the show, you know, domain costs. Um, I'll probably put it into to upgrading our big cartel and, and our band camp at some point i'm going to put up a label band camp but you know that money's just going back into into funding releases at this point and allowing us to do that without breaking the bank so thank you again to everybody who donates it's allowing us to do something really cool that i at least know for myself i've wanted to do for a fucking long time for if, sure if you want to submit music demo listen demo listen podcast at gmail.com just make sure it's a year or less old i've also noticed there's been a few people that have been starting to include several releases in one email again. Try to refrain from doing that if you can, just because we have so much fucking music. I got to pick through these. We're a few weeks behind at any given time. And if you put multiple releases in one email, I'm not going to remember to go back and check it and go, oh yeah, there was three things in here. So try to resist the urge to do that. Just put one thing in each email. And then last up, if you want to call in, it's 260-222-8341. Just keep your message under a minute and a half and don't call in multiple times on an episode if you can help it. Beyond that, write and review 
check it out on iTunes. Don't forget to check out the show notes for this. Um, I'll also be posting about it on social media and the Facebook group, all that kind of stuff tomorrow. I'll post up the link and all that for the Cold Brats EP. But if you're hearing this episode, the orders are live and it's a very limited quantity. So if you want a copy, go get it now. Beyond that, I got uh, I got nothing else to say. Nate, you uh, you ready for bed? I'm ready for fucking bed. The Sandman's calling. <laughs> all right. We'll catch you next time.